I like to think about it in terms of like aerospace, like launching a rocket, trying to get into orbit. Motivation is your fuel. Uh, but the problem is it kind of runs out a little bit too fast for most people. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit My guest today is Bijou Sukumaran. He's an award-winning writer and photographer. His work has appeared in National Geographic, CNN, USA Today, the Huffington Post, and tons of other publications. He also runs a website, scienceofselfhelp.org, and various social media channels dedicated to hacking long-term change with psychology. Of course, we're here to talk about how we can apply these habit hacks to fitness. So as you listen, I want you to pay close attention to three themes. First, you're going to hear the word failure quite a bit in our conversation, but I want you to listen for how we can shift our perspective on failure in order to insulate ourselves from being bogged down by it uh, and in order to use failure to help us to get where we want to go with the habits that will lead us to a healthier place. Second, we're going to talk about motivation. There's that word. I use it in the uh, introduction to the podcast. Motivation. It's huge. Um, as a, a personal trainer for years, it's a word that we use on a daily basis. Motivation. And oftentimes when people ask me questions, the questions have to do with motivation. How can I stay motivated? What happens when I lose motivation? How can I keep myself from losing motivation? How can I get motivated to get started? Today we're going to talk about motivation. In particular, we're going to talk about how unreliable it is and what you could focus on instead. And then finally, listen for the value of planning. We're going to talk about how important planning is, especially when it comes to trying to make something you've never done before into a new habit. Of course, the hope is that someday it becomes automatic. It becomes easier. But in order to get to that point, it takes planning and planning in a specific way. And Bijou is going to talk about that. Okay, let's jump into my conversation with Bijou Sukumaran. Like, how did how did that all get started? Like, I'm really curious. Like, take me. Um, 
a little bit? I think, well, I mean, I think it just started, from, well, I'll back up and say uh, sublime failure. That's what <laughs> I'll start. Like, I feel that, um, I, you know, my parents were very stereotypical immigrants, uh, Asian tiger parents. So I had a lot of drive. Um, they always emphasized hard work over like talent or luck and all these things. Um, so in middle school, I always had these like books where I was sitting there and trying to um, see how far I could get with, uh, you know, doing sit-ups every day and like meditating every day. Like I have, I still have these little books. I would just always fail like and around the three, like underneath the three uh, week mark. Okay. Um, it would all collapse. And then later on is, uh, you know, I, I was a travel journalist for living abroad, taking trips, working abroad for um, over a decade. And that's great. And I'm very grateful for those experiences, but for long-term personal go goals, that's, it's a life of chaos and it's very difficult to actually have routines. Okay. Um, so I just, um, I happened to take a course. Uh, I was in this co-office, uh, co uh, a workspace. Um, and it was a course on gamification. And I said, wow, this is it. Like, this is the science of addiction, taking it from games, which I like, and I have been addicted to video games and applying it to this other side of my life completely. Um, so I gamified my entire life as much as I could. I found every app imaginable and it worked for six weeks and then it collapsed. So a little bit longer and, than before. <laughs> yeah. And, and so at first, at first I was like, oh man, this really didn't work. And then I looked it over and I was like, wow, this has kind of doubled my time. Yeah. There's something here. So I went about this kind of quest to find all sorts of different techniques on things that would extend it. And I ended up getting a lot into um, behavioral science and reaching out and talking to some of the people doing research in it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really how it, and, and basically I, I tried to apply that to my personal life, uh, thinking if it worked for me of all people, it should have some sort of, you know, like help for other people. And it has, it turns out it has. So yeah, it's, for sure. it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I want, I, and I was looking over, you know, your site and things like I was wondering if your work and your background as a journalist and researcher, like how much influence that had in like discovering some of these, um, these deeper like truths to like how to change our habits. Like what connection yeah. do you feel like is there for you? I mean, and we're all benefiting from it. So like, I think that's awesome. Um, I guess for, for me, journalism is just one of those things where it highlights whatever you're interested in. Um, for a long time, it was travel, but I, you know, I love travel. I, I just don't think it's as important in a deep, transformative way for every aspect of your life. For me personally, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've gained some great insights from travel and all, all that. But when you're talking to someone who suffers from massive depression or anxiety or cannot for the life of them lose weight and you're able to go in and help them, that's a different level of sort of help that you can give a mm -hmm. transformation. And so, you know, a part of it was just finding research and, you know, this is something that I did with journalism, but um, also my background is also in philosophy. 
I wanted to be a philosophy professor. I went to grad school and ended up failing out. But that was my, again, failure, sublime failure. <laughs> but um, that's, uh, that also kind of, I think, helps with trying to figure out these, these things I've always been fascinated with uh, since I was a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, I think just that, like, awareness of how to, like, think about thinking, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that is, like, such a, a strong maybe undercurrent in finding some level of success and decoding your own <laughs> behavior, your thoughts and like. And well, also applying it and seeing it work. Um, I think that's also, it's this weird, uh, you know, I throw in a, quite a lot of personal experimentation because, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously people who are in the scientific field writing papers, they're not going to be able to put subjects through like a year long experiments, whereas I can do that for myself. Um, and they're, they don't, they often don't have the leeway to play a little bit loosey goosey with the application of things. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that kind of helps. It puts me in this weird middle ground where, you know, um, some individuals who are not involved with it will be like, whoa, 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 you're, you're going way overboard. And then the scientists are kind of like, yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> so. Interesting. Do you feel like um, that serves like just the average person to have that same perspective of like, I'm going to experiment on myself. Like, is that, is that a big part of it for everybody or um, yeah, I'm not really sure what my question is there, but it seems like it might be like, have, have you found that to be true? Yes, definitely. Like I think that experimentation is such a playful and distancing kind of thing, right? If, if you're stuck in this pattern and you feel kind of hopeless and like you can't change anything, that's different than looking at it and as a kind of a mechanism that you're trying to figure out. Right. If I sit there and say, oh, well, you know, for the last month or whatever, this hasn't worked. Why don't I try this other thing? There is something that helps you distance it, distance it away from defaulting to personal failure. Uh, and that's something that I think is really, really important. Yeah. Interesting. So it becomes like a, a project that, Hey, it's just a project I'm working on this. Okay. This doesn't work. Let me try something new. Um, that shift in perspective is, I, I believe it's super important. I think that's interesting that you found that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, so, you know, and I, I kind of shot you this in the message earlier, but like what resources have you found? Like, do you, are there specific individuals, experts in the area or books or other sites that you found like, Hey, like this is, this is like the place to go to, to learn more about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the simplest one that's very targeted is this guy named BJ Fogg, mm -hmm. who is a, a uh, behavioral researcher at Stanford. And he has this uh, project called tiny habits and his entire thing is focusing on habits and triggers and making them as ludicrously small as possible. That probably has had the, probably the most impact when it comes to my own personal habits. Um, 
again, is, is, is raised in that kind of stereotypical like gung-ho motivation is everything, do everything perfectly kind of family background. And something I think a lot of other people have as well. Mm. Sitting there and going, flossing one tooth a day? What, what are you talking about? Like, it just doesn't seem like it would work. But it has, you know, and it makes sense if you think about it in terms of um, I like to think about it in terms of like aerospace, like launching a rocket, trying to get into orbit. Motivation is your fuel. Uh, but the problem is it kind of runs out a little bit too fast for most people. Uh, so the other option is to lower the payload. If you lower the payload, you mean sure getting to space it can feel easier because you're not burning through that motivation and then once you're in orbit weightless then you can use uh your motivation or whatever resources you have to uh you know increase it yeah um so i thought that was like that blew my mind that changed my life wow okay so what is what's the application to like lowering the payload like tell me about that how would you do that when it comes to like making a big change in your life? Um, so let's say for exercise, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of people who January 1st, they go to the gym and they're gym heroes. And I, I get that. I've been there. That's sort of like, I've got the motivation now. I'm all geared up. Um, but I find statistically, um, a lot of people don't make it that long. Um, right. In fact, the three week, almost three week thing for my childhood, it turns out, has a lot of correlates statistically. I think like January 17th is National Ditcher Resolutions Day. Okay. And there's a there's an app, a fitness app called Strava, Strava, Strava that um, every couple of years they use their millions of interactions to uh, project when people will quit their resolutions. Huh. I think one year is January 12th, and I think a couple of years, a year or two ago, it was January 19th. Um, so I think going the opposite way and just getting on the, let's assume it's a treadmill. Let's just assume okay. that. Um, uh, getting on the treadmill for a minute. It seems weird and it feels weird and you're going to feel like an idiot doing it. But come January 19th or whenever on your worst day, when, when motivation has abandoned you and it's raining outside or, you know, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. um, you're going to think to yourself, that's oh, only a minute. And it's going to give your brain enough time to uh, make that shortcut in the mind between a trigger and response so that a day without being on the treadmill is just a day unfinished. Hmm. Um, so that I think is like a really good application. Now, of course you have to expand it. Like you can't yeah. be just sitting there for a minute each day, but I think the expansion is comes better and it's timed better after it's automatic so yeah uh okay so when there's almost like you were saying once you're weightless in space like once you feel that like okay like this is getting really easy now right it's time to move forward it's time to like right put on the put on the forward thrusters or what have yeah. you. there, there okay. you go <laughs> all right cool yeah um is there, from what you've found, is there, is that kind of like, is there a time frame that, that fits in there? Or is it very different for everybody? Um, yeah, actually that was one of my other, uh, the other people I had in mind as to people who, 
you know, resources or whatever. Yeah. Um, in 2009, there was an article, a study that was published, which in my opinion is the most important article ever written on self-development ever, ever. Um, and the researcher just wanted to know a simple question, which is how long does it take to form a habit? Okay. And apparently no one had ever bothered to try to check because there's all sorts of weird things. Like how do you measure a habit? How do you know when it's done? How do you actually in scientific terms do that? Um, so she found some researchers that had actually created a, um, a habit scale, a sliding okay. scale. Uh, and she found that on average, it's 66 days. That's the average time to form a habit. Now that's going to change. Like in the, in the research study, uh, simpler tasks took like 18 days. Harder tasks um, took an estimated of like 250 days. Okay. Um, I found, because I take the scale, I take it like quite rigorously, like every day if I'm forming a habit. Uh, in order to map it and see if there are patterns. Uh, I found that the more techniques you use to hone in that habit, like a tiny habit, like make it really tiny or a really clear trigger. Like instead of saying sometime in the morning, I'm going to meditate. Um, you say after my first cup of coffee, boom, I'm going to sit down and meditate. Um, that lowers that window. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that on average, for me, it was around that time. It was about two months when I was taking okay. the scale at first. And then it's significantly lowered and lowered to about like 18 days. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Depending on how you, how tiny you made it or how, how simple yeah. it was. Okay. Yeah. And that, I think that makes sense from if you're, if you have like a mechanistic model of all this stuff, like if you plan it better, yeah, it's going to, it's going to form up better. Hmm. Wow. Cool. Um, any other, any other individuals, uh, experts or resources that have helped really helped to guide? Like, I really appreciate you sharing those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, there's so many, I mean, I think we're really in this time right now where all this stuff is being, it's kind of this switch from the motivation heavy advice, which is fine. There's nothing like, there's nothing wrong with motivation. Um, but there's a lot of people exploring different avenues. Um, for me, um, it's um, for focus. I mean, this is like slightly different from habits, yeah. but for me, um, focus is a really important thing. And uh, there's a guy named Cal Newport who wrote a book on, hmm. I think he calls it, it's deep work. Uh, and his whole idea was that most people when they're working are kind of distracted constantly. So if you hone in that time, you can actually shorten the window. You need to be focused. And it's, it's a great book. It's a fantastic book. Um, I have it on my list. That's why I'm smiling. I'm like, I've, I've had it on, you know, I have this huge reading list always. And that one's no. been on there for a while. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, now I'll have it's, to get uh, to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks for sharing that. So what, and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, yeah, yeah. What would you say to someone who has a ton of changes to make? Like, like maybe they haven't, you know, they haven't been in this process. Maybe they're hearing about it for the first time and they're like, man, I just, I have so far to go. Um, yeah. You know, and we've been using that exercise example um, or weight loss. Let's say like they, man, they have, 
hundred pounds or more to lose. And just like, you know, they start to realize this is going to affect how I sleep, how I eat, what I drink, like what, what advice might you give to them based on the research that you've done? Yeah, that's really tough. And I really feel for, um, for that situation. Um, what I would say is to try to narrow it down to one, maybe two things and really try to find the thing that is the most, um, the most bang for your buck, right? If you're talking about health, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's loosely, I would say that it's, it's eating, Mm -hmm. right? Eating is going to like eating healthy is going to affect weight loss. It's going to affect your long-term health and it's going to affect your energy levels and sleep patterns. Um, so to me, it's, it's really trying to figure out and strategizing what's the thing that's going to make you feel better in the most arenas of your life, mm-hmm. most areas of your life. Um, and then after that, if you've narrowed it down to one or two, um, plan it out. Be, be really careful in planning it out. I, I've, seen, I've seen so many people this January 1st um, just launch into their habits, like they're so amped. They're like, I'm ready. You know, I'm sure it's been like exacerbated by the pandemic and all this stuff that's going on in the world. And they're like, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to do this. And they don't think to see whether it's, um, I think the term is smart, uh, small, measurable. Let me look this up. I don't want to mess this up. Uh, it's like specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Like you want it to be, don't sit there and say, I'm going to get a six pack in one month. Mm-hmm. You know, like really focus on those kind of process oriented versus goal oriented um, behaviors. Um, and then I would say that uh, a part of planning is um, something called a WHOOP protocol, another acronym. Mm, yeah. uh, wish outcome obstacle plan and that is also a big behavioral science thing is that uh your outcome it should be an if then trigger if you want to have it but also for all goals you want to kind of like plan an obstacle like there's probably going to be obstacles in your path that are obvious after after the fact um if you are trying to start a running habit and you don't like running in the rain it's probably going to rain at some point. So plan that out because what they found was that a lot of people didn't um, brainstorm or access their pessimism hmm. to, to figure out these obvious workarounds. They were so focused on the positivity. And again, both are important. Yeah. But this one lady, uh, Dr. Gabriel Ottingen, she found that, that there were a lot of people who were just doing positive planning that ended up failing. Um, Interesting. So yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. I haven't heard of the, the whoop acronym. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, and in particular, the obstacle planning for obstacles would be super important. Huh? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Because a lot of people I think have these, this, I think one blogger called it "Oh, screw it moments. Like everything's yeah. going well, it's raining. You know, you can't find your shoes, you can't find your raincoat, whatever, and you go, ah, screw it. And that's the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, I missed yesterday. Like, what? Eh, it's, it's just another day. I'll start tomorrow again. And you're kind of like back to 
back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And that happens so often for all of us. I feel, I feel like a lot of people have that. I know I've had that where it's this constant yo-yoing. It's like, okay, I'm going to get my life in order. And then somehow it just dissipates. And then a couple of months later, I'm like, oh, right. That thing, the thing that was supposed to start changing mm-hmm. my life. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. I should do something about that again. And it's this cycle that happens. Um, you- Oh, I want to be respectful of your time. I, uh, no, that's fine. Do you, when that happens, because I think you're right. I think that happens. I know it happens for our, our clients, happens to me. What might be the best like next step, like healthiest way to, to kind of frame that? Is it to kind of replan, um, to make it smaller, make it easier? Or is it best to like just try to get back? Let me just start tomorrow with my original plan. Yeah, I think that it's kind of a combo, a weird combination of both. And I think you need to feel it out for the specific person. A lot of people do too much. They like bite off way too much because they're reacting in the, the motivation heavy moment of when they started. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I've advised people and I've told them this kind of thing. And almost in the next post responding to me, they'll say like, awesome, I'm going to like run for 30 minutes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You already, <laughs> it's really hard for us humans to, to actually sit down and think patiently. So I'm of, of, if it's something like that, I, I tend to think of it again, like a mechanical system. Um, if your car didn't get past the, uh, past the fish fit it to the finish line, you need to like assess what went wrong before. Is there something mm-hmm. wrong with the engine? Did you fill the tank enough? You know, all of this stuff. Um, but if you have done it, if you've done any, everything right, I would say don't sweat it, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, that uh, 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 paper, that I, the study that I referenced before, one of the interesting things they found was that habits don't stop forming if you miss a day. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep forming. Uh, they did like statistical analyses of like if they miss a day or if like doing three days in a row will definitively make the fourth one a stronger habit. And what they found was that a habit is this weird structure in the mind. It's not, it's not streak based. Okay. Um, counter to what a lot of like programs and very popular apps would have you believe. Um, so don't sweat it just start again the next day, just pick it up and be really compassionate uh, for yourself because it's probably going to happen. Even if you have all the planning, right? I mean, life is just too variable for you. Just remember that the thing, the habit is the primary thing. It's something, it's it's some weird structure, shortcut structure in the mind that could be strong, but you might miss days. You're still like a toothbrusher if you miss one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the side effect is that you're consistent and consistency over time is the key. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. So don't, don't, uh, feel like, Oh, I failed. Like this isn't going to work. Just like, like self-compassion, like, Oh, whatever. Life's crazy. I'm just gonna not worry about it and start tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you're not starting again. I think that's the key to remember. Oh. You're still forming that habit. You're, okay. It's a continuation. Yeah. It's just not contingent on absolute, uh, you know, adherence. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. And you know, you it, again, like we don't know all the variables. That's the other thing. Um, and breaks are really important. And sometimes you got to take them. And that's okay. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, it's okay. I just took a vacation on my on my <laughs> my habit here. Right. Yesterday, I needed a vacation. Yeah, but, I'm gonna get back to work. But not, <laughs> but not too many. Not too many, because right, right, otherwise right. you're back at square square <laughs> one. So that's that's the key. Is that it's you got to be moderate about it. It's very, it can be very easy to backslide. And I think that's why the tiny habit thing is so genius is that if most days you're thinking, oh, I'm just flossing two teeth. If you miss a day, okay. But the next day you're going to be back to that whole, like, oh, it's just two teeth. Yeah. So. Interesting. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Awesome. Um, how can how can we find out more about you and and your work? Like, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. Um, I have a website. It's scienceofselfhelp.org. Okay. Um, and I'm also very active on Instagram. Again, science of self help, and uh, I answer really targeted questions on Reddit. Same oh, handle. Okay. Um, so I'm on all the productivity um, sort of boards and. If you look at my profile, you'll see a lot of very, very specific problem area answers uh, where I'm able to actually link to all of the research and whatnot. So Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Let's just take a couple of minutes to revisit those themes that I asked you to listen for. Failure, motivation, and planning. First of all, Failure. I want you to know that whenever Bijou says the word failure, he has a smile on his face because he knows the value of failure. And yet, let's be honest, most of the time we don't feel that way about it. We don't feel like it's valuable. We cringe when we think about our personal failures, especially when it comes to health and fitness. But really, there are no failures. There are only learning opportunities. So we have to use failure. It is part of the process of becoming better. No one ever got started on this journey of health and fitness, getting to a healthier place without failing at some point along the way. And just because they failed doesn't mean they gave up. And that is going to be the case for you as well. The second theme was motivation. You know, we talked about how motivation runs out. Motivation is disappointing. Or at least it's disappointing when we think that motivation is the thing that's going to take us all the way to where we want to go. The reality is it runs out really, really quick. So it's great if you can get a ton done while you're still really motivated, but the reality is it's going to run out. And more likely than not, when that happens, you'll just go back to doing things the way that you always did them, according to those old habits. So when we're building habits, we cannot depend on motivation. So when it comes to health and fitness... (laughs) When it comes to getting to a healthier place, we can't depend on motivation to take us there. So the answer 
is to make our focus very small. The steps that we're focused on taking need to be very tiny, so tiny that it almost feels ridiculous to focus on them. But when we do it that way, when we make it so small and so easy to do, we don't have to rely on motivation. And progress becomes more possible for us, much more possible for us. So make it small. Tiny habits are the key to losing motivation. Finally, we talked about planning and how important it is, especially if you have a lot to change. And that's okay. I want you to know that if you've got a lot of changes to make, that's okay. I'm in it with you. I feel like I have as many changes as ever to make. But the key is planning. So before you run out and try something new again or sign up for something, you need to sit down and make a plan. What am I actually going to focus on here? What is it that I would call success? What's the bare minimum for success? And with that in mind, what might be some of the obstacles that will come up along the way? Remember, that was one of the biggest pieces of the plan is to not just project positivity into the future as though everything is going to go smoothly and the sun is always going to be shining and this is going to be so easy, but to plan for the obstacles, plan for the challenges, plan for the failures. And when it happens, don't you dare give up because we were reminded, studies show if you miss a day, it's okay. It's okay if you goof up. It's okay. Learn from what happened. Plan around the obstacle that came up unexpectedly and get back to work. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.